What if there was a different way to live and work? Beyond the hustle and hype. Beyond the never-ending race to get more, do more, be more. A way that's grounded, intuitive, intentional, and in line with your deepest, truest self. You're listening to Wellpreneur with me, your host, Amanda Cook. Together, we'll explore nature-based personal growth for high-achieving women. I invite you to plant your feet on the earth, slow down, tune in, and get ready to create a life of meaning and magic. Hello, and welcome back to the Wellpreneur podcast. In this season, we're exploring the idea of being truly aligned with your work, and you are going to love the interview that I have for you today. This week, I'm speaking with Katie Kremitzos of the Women's Meditation Network, but you might know her from her previous business, Biz Women Rock. Katie ran a very successful business and podcast called Biz Women Rock, and she recently decided to shut it down to start a new business that felt much more aligned with the type of freedom that she wanted to create in her own life. I met Katie in October at the Women's Podcasting Conference. She podcasts live, and we immediately hit it off and had so much to talk about, and I just couldn't wait to get her on the show because... She is a wellpreneur, and she's also done such a brave move shutting down her business and really owning it and being like, you know what? This is what I want to create. This is the kind of life I want. This is the kind of work I want to do. And so she started up the Women's Meditation Network. Also, I want to remind you that I've got a new quiz for the Wellpreneur community. It's what's your biggest productivity blocker? So as you go through the quiz, I'm going to identify which one of four common productivity blocks affects you and keeps you from doing your work. And then I've got a video for each one that's going to give you specific rituals and remedies and advice on how you can move through that productivity block so you can get more done every day. You can take the quiz at wellpreneur.com slash quiz. Okay, now let's get into this interview with Katie Kremitzos of the Women's Meditation Network. Katie, thank you for joining me on the show today. Amanda, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, I I love interviewing people that I've met in person because then I, I feel like we just, I just feel your energy and we have this connection and it's awesome. I met you in Atlanta at She Podcasts. And your story and mine have a lot of parallels. Oh, they're different, but we have a lot of parallels. And I'm just yeah. so excited to have you here. So woo, thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thank you so much. We were, uh, we randomly like met in the hallways. I sat down. I wanted to like, I was so interested in your story and I was talking and you were trying to ask me questions. I was like, don't worry, don't worry. I'll be, I'll be saying it, you know, at tomorrow's talk. <laughs> and like, as soon as I was like, D- believe me, the reason why I'm like nodding. Yes, yes, yes. is because I'm going through this. Mm-hmm. And so I totally get it. And of course, after that talk, you're like, yep, yep. Got it. Totally. <laughs> totally. I know I was nodding during your talk and I just like, yes, I've been there too. So and no one has any idea what we're talking about right now. So let's So let's get into that. So, um, gosh, usually I ask people to start off by explaining what it is that they do, but yours has just changed so much. So why don't you kind of take us back and take us through just the transition? What's happened? So I will start with the with this moment and then kind of work backwards. So in this moment, literally on this exact day, um, I just yesterday announced to my 
community of listeners for my Biz Women Rock podcast, which was a podcast that I launched six years ago, back in 2014. Um, I just announced that the entire podcast and the business that got birthed out of that podcast and I've been running for all of these years is going on sabbatical in a couple of weeks. And um, I put that uh, solo episode out yesterday. I showed up live to my private Facebook group of about 5,000 women. Um, I posted it on my personal timeline on Facebook and really officially made that announcement. And even though I have been uh, ready for that and preparing for that, actually doing it was incredibly emotional. Um, And so the reason why it is going on sabbatical, and I just made that announcement and am sort of in the official transition really is because um, I had been growing that business. It had been going really, really well. The end of 2017 came along, had had like a banner year, began 2018 with some really big plans in mind to triple business, to like really go deeper with my community. The business model of that was that I was primarily a coach and business strategist for, you know, really intentional women entrepreneurs who wanted to build very purposeful businesses, very, uh, from the inside out, I call it, you know, really heart centered. And, um, I also did masterminds. I did live events. I was building out a signature program. Um, I did a lot of online education throughout all those years. So it was, it was, it was that model and it was going gangbusters. And I had this beautiful plan at the beginning of 2018 to really triple things and really up level in a, in a way that felt so good. And then April came and we found out we were pregnant with our second baby. And, um, and it changed everything and it changed, I didn't expect it to change anything and it changed everything (laughs) all of a sudden, you know, with a due date of December of 2018, I was looking out on the year and looking at this plan that I just made and going, Oh crap, (laughs) crap. That kind of changes things. And so I went through a really dark time and I kind of went radio silent for about six weeks online, which, you know, if you, if you show up online at all, or you, if you, I mean, if you, you're running your business and so you're showing up all the time, no matter where it is. And so just literally stopping for six weeks is kind of scary. And, but I did, um, I was terrified I would lose all the momentum of everything that I was in the process of doing, but recognize that I couldn't show up inauthentically. I, I wanted, you know, if I, if I showed up true to what was going on, I'd be in tears half the time. <laughs> um, and so I just got quiet. I went on a lot of walks with my husband. I meditated a lot and just listened for what do I need to do? What is going on here? Because all of a sudden the things that were important to me and that I did want to do and that seemed so important and so aligned the week before, all of a sudden were totally out of alignment, didn't feel right. And I didn't know what that was. Um, So fast forward, basically what happened is within this time period, in addition to sort of uh, venting out all the ups and downs of what is and what could be, and I don't know, and I want to give up, and but no, I can really make it work. And what about this way of of tweaking things? My husband reminded me and reflected back to me that I had had this meditation idea earlier on in the year, and it was one of the things that got laid out on this beautiful plan, but it it didn't fit. Like it was sort of like the outlier to uh, my whole plan, but it was it you know, meditation for women has always been something very important to me in my life. And, um, but it just didn't fit. So I, I didn't do anything with it. And so my husband 
you know, says, well, what about that meditation idea? And that started a conversation of possibility of, well, what about it? And what if, and, and all of these ideas of like, what is going to happen with my business just sort of happily got put on the shelf. Like, let me just put a pause on that. And hmm, what about this meditation idea? Let's talk about that. And what came out of that was, uh, the women's meditation network, uh, which to me made perfect sense, even though it, even though it didn't sound like it made sense, you know, I'm, you know, what my business for all these years had been dealing with women entrepreneurs, which sounds very like strategic and logistical, but it was actually such a tool for me to help women and to allow them through the tools of their businesses to evolve into the women that they really wanted to be. And so that they could live into this holistic type of a business that they were building. So I got really clear about the fact that, you know, a meditation, a women's meditation network podcast and whatever business that that was going to birth would be just the next evolution of that. That could be another way and the next way that I could really impact women. And it would just now be through meditation instead of through business uh, or, you know, like actual, the, the topic of business. And so that made a lot of sense. And strategically as a business, I also knew I had been for all of these years living in a business that required me to show up live. It, it required me to show up marketing a lot. It required me to show up live for clients, live for masterminds, live for these events, live for courses. And that worked for a long time. And I also knew that I was about to enter a season with an infant and a toddler. And I just knew that, that my regulated time was not going to be as reliable. And so I wanted to deliberately build a business model that would be more product-based and less reliant on me showing up live at a certain time in order for business to get done. So the Women's Meditation Network filled all of those requirements. And so I went forward with it. Wow. Okay. There's so much in there. <laughs> There's so much in there. There's a lot. And you know, when you say it, when you just say it all like that, it sounds so straightforward. It's like, yeah. So <laughs> I just decided to start this new thing. And then, well, you didn't get to the point where you kind of mentioned that you shut the other thing down, like cut and dry, but oh my gosh, like a roll, it's a roller coaster, right? It has been from the moment I got pregnant, which was a year and a half ago, a little over a year and a half ago, it has been such an intense emotional and logistical and life roller coaster. Mm. You know, I talked about that six weeks ago in radio silent. It was, it felt like such a long time because it was so emotionally taxing. Like I was feeling all the feels, like everything. And I needed to in order to figure that out. And then there would be these moments where, okay, I made a decision about that because I got really clear about that. So whoosh, let's move. And and then be another phase of, mm -hmm. oh, well, that's not, that doesn't, you know, something else needs to shift. Something else needs to shift. So it has been a year and a half of that. And I'm still mm -hmm. in it. I'm at the tail end of that. And I mean, let's be honest, we're always in transition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, the fast forwarding through that story is that once I launched that network, that now gave me a new thing that I could see and envision for the future. And so over this year and a half, as I've been managing the Women's Meditation Network and Biz Women Rock and, and, you know, kind of paring that down over the year and a half to let it fit into what I can do with it. And then obviously now managing two kids and everything else, slowly but surely it started making sense to me. Like I only have room for like one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that was my choice. I mean, I, I could, I said this to somebody today, I could have made 
Biz Women Rock still happened. There was a lot of things I could have still done with Biz Women Rock, but I chose not to because because um, I, I didn't want to. I wanted I wanted only twenty percent of my time to be taken up with business right now, um, and I wanted all the other eighty percent of my time to be mommy and and do all the other life things that are happening right now. And so I knew that within you know twenty percent of this time, like okay, Katie, let's be honest, there's only a certain amount of things that you can fit in there. And what are the top priorities mm -hmm. here? So that is led me to that decision, which ultimately led me to announcing it yesterday. And I, I mean, I went through a couple, well, multiple years of doing two different things at the same time. And it's just, it, it's crazy making. It is, for me, it was crazy making to just split my focus because everything you do, you're just half of it's over here and then half of it's over here. And uh, so I, I totally, totally totally understand this desire to go with one. One thing you did that I think is really smart is you didn't need to have it all figured out the whole path, but you said, you know what? I think my curiosity, like I'm getting some breadcrumbs that are leading me to do this women's yes. meditation network. Let me just start it and try it. Yeah. Even without knowing how it was all going to fit together. That's huge. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to be so honest. Like that was terrifying terrifying because even though I will say this one thing I've known the whole time that this was it like I've known as soon as I got like I started talking about the idea and really saw what it could be there was no such thing called doubt like I knew that this was I knew it I still know it I still know it's massive but um I also had an immense amount of fear because what I was envisioning required a completely different skill set than what I had been doing all those years. Like, you know, Biz Women Rock is a very niche business with high touch, high ticket type of a business model. So it doesn't require a lot. It doesn't require millions and millions and millions of people to lend itself to a sustainable business for me. The Women's Meditation Network uh, has $7 products. <laughs> $10 products, mm -hmm. um, you know, advertising, which is great, but that all requires bigger numbers. It requires more mass. And it was scary and amazing because it was something I've wanted to and needed to step into because ultimately I'm going for impact. I want millions and millions of women to be impacted by touching their own inner voice and their own truth and living into that through the tool of meditation. So that is my big why. Like I want more women to have access to this and to practice meditation and to use it as a massive tool for living lives that are 100% aligned with their own hearts and their own souls. And so, but that's, that's a tall order, man. That was scary. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, yeah, it was smart. Like, sure. Let, yeah, let's start it, start ugly and let's figure it out. And believe me, it was ugly. It's gone through so many iterations already and so many things I am not doing so beautifully or perfectly that I want to be doing, um, or that I quote unquote should be doing and yet I'm doing it. But, um, but there's a lot of, has, and continues to be so much fear and so much like hesitation or, um, you know, constantly battling the, like, I'm not good enough. Who am I to do all of this stuff? But mm -hmm. pushing that crap aside and stepping into what is here for me and what I know I'm here to do. So I'm curious, um, you talked about, I love the way you said, you know, you're moving into the season of life where you don't, you yeah. want to spend maybe 20% of your time working and that Biz Room and Rock was really focused around these like high touch pro yeah. services and like offerings. Did you consider shifting how, just shifting Biz Women Rock so that you started to have more like yeah. leverage and passive income? What happened there? How did you, did you yes. think about that? Yeah. 
all of everything, every possibility that (laughs) I I could imagine. All the things. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought about all the things. I did consider like maybe this is the kick in the butt that I needed in order to finally productize Biz Women Rock because I hadn't really done it. I had never felt like it was the right thing. I always really loved the high touch. I loved the live programs. I loved the masterminds. I loved showing up live. And so I was too busy doing that to actually productize or ever make product, uh, you know, any sort of evergreen products a priority. And so I was like, well, maybe this is the kick in the pants I need in order to finally do that. But it just didn't feel right. And what was the... self-talk that was happening in my head was, oh, Katie, maybe you're just self-sabotaging. Maybe you're maybe you're stepping away from something that's right here for you because you're terrified of success or you're terrified of failure and you don't want to live into this. So you're self you're totally self-sabotaging by starting something brand new, you know, getting, you know, uh distracted over here. And I would let I would I wanted to take that into consideration. But the truth was when I actually sat down and got quiet and really asked myself what was right, I knew it wasn't self-sabotage. I just didn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the fire to do that anymore. Any attention and strategic energy and creative energy that I had, I wanted all of that to go to the Women's Meditation Network. And not because it was new, but because I knew that that was it was my turn there mm-hmm. that it was its turn for that. And I would, I knew that I was done with biz women rock. I, I, I could have done a thousand things with it and I just didn't want to mm-hmm. talk to us about that inner knowing like your inner compass. How, how do you know, like how, what is that? How does that show up for you? This knowing? Well, first I'll talk about the practices that allow me to see her and hear her. Mm. Uh, and I'm 40 years old. So this has been 40 years in the making of me knowing that I've had this inner voice talk to me. I, and I know you listening, you you have it. You know, like we all have it, whether we actually listen to it or not or drown it out or not is, is up to us. So um, it has just been many years of practicing knowing what that – is and sounds like and feels like. And you might call this intuition. You might call it your inner voice, whatever it is. Um, So for me, it has gone through so I've gone through a lot of ways to practice getting to know her. And so uh, the most practical or the most powerful for me are really journaling and meditating. Mm -hmm. And journaling for me is all over the board. Sometimes it's very like proactive journaling, meaning like I'm trying to manifest something. And so I want to write into the future. I want to write about that vision. I want to invite it in. Right. Or sometimes it's literally kind of writing letters to myself or writing letters to the universe. Like, Hey universe, I'm really confused about this. I I need some clarity here. (laughs) Or I will kind of speak out or write out what I'm thinking or feeling. And a lot of times answers really just show up as I'm writing like, Oh, well, obviously this, this is what you need to do. Um, I'm asking myself the question a lot. What do I need right now? What do I re- need right now? Uh, and, and in the, a tiniest little example, you know, like yesterday I had, I did the Facebook live at 11 AM and I had planned that it would take 20 minutes and that I'd be done. And then I'd have the rest of the day to get a lot of stuff done. And it took an hour <laughs> and I was so emotional all day long. And instead of me trying to like hustle back into the to do's, I felt like just this hum of love and gratitude and sadness all in one. And so I just I remember writing down, I go, okay, I need to write right now. I write down in my journal, what do I need right now? And I was like, just let yourself sit in this. 
like just be present here mm-hmm. for this, right? Like this is really intense and amazing. So writing has definitely been one really great tool on how I am hearing her. Uh, meditation is a huge one, which is part of the reason why I'm so passionate about it and so big about this tool because meditation, no matter what that looks like for you, it absolutely does not have to look like you sitting in the lotus position with your back erect and you know your fingers touching like it actually doesn't even look like that for me it looks like a lot of times me lying down on the bed and just relaxing getting comfortable or sitting on my couch with my feet on the floor or even walking around my neighborhood you know being in touch with nature around me like whatever it is it's allowing me the practice of not identifying or attaching to my thoughts and letting them sort of be on their hamster wheel while i separate from them so I can connect to the soul Mm -hmm. and connect to that voice. And so it's just a matter of listening. So what that actually looks like a lot of times is just like, oh, I have to do this. Like that like moment where you're just like, oh, I need to do this. Oh, I should do that. Oh, I need to, I have to go talk to her or, oh, I need to go do that. Or I should do this. Like it's like the hit, you know, like that, um, that immediate, like, oh, like uh, awareness, So that's what it looks like. But it is definitely a cultivated practice for me to hear her and to listen to her and to pay attention to her. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do practice it. And I think those there's two different parts. There's the getting quiet enough so that you can hear her. And then there's the being brave enough to actually listen and do and do follow that advice. And I think that second part for me has been a really big challenge. I used to be very much in my head. Um, While I was like, you know, grew up and educated and everything was just like, you have to think, you can think, you can think. I was convinced you could think out the best solution to any situation. And now I've completely switched my opinion on this. And, but um, so that, you know, I have that quiet voice say something. And then I think, oh, well, let's try to like intellectual, like let's try to figure it out. But now I've learned, oh, no, like, let's just go with it. Let's, what if we just trusted a little bit? Yeah. And and or your brain tries to talk you out of it instead of just being like, like, let's just try. So it is it's a lot of practice. Same. You know, that's why I love it calling like a meditation practice or just an intuitive practice, because it's sort of like if you can start practicing with listening to that voice on the little things like, oh, it's time I need to journal now or, oh, I need to what I need right now is this. And you just practice going, oh, what I need right now is, you know this kind of food. It's like with intuitive eating too. It's the same concept. It's like, what is, what do I actually need right now? Mm -hmm. And if you practice on a small scale of doing that, the big things get easier to do. They never lose their scariness. Like I was still terrified to show up yesterday and actually make that announcement. And, uh, I've had a lot of practice in listening to this voice and knowing that, okay, I know this is the right thing and it's still scary, but I've had so much practice that I can show up very confidently and know that, I'm doing the right thing. And that voice is leading me, my heart, my soul, she's leading me. And so I trust her. So can we just walk straight into the fear and talk about what happened yesterday when you made that announcement? Would you mind? No, not at all. Because yeah, Yeah. I think that's, I mean, you basically, so you said you released a podcast where you said you were shutting down your business that was like really successful. Like you were, you were making, I think, I mean, you had a, a very popular podcast, Um, a good amount of revenue, like a proper business going, right? With a big audience and everything. Yeah. And then you're just going to shut it down. So what were you (laughs) thinking in advance? Like, what were you scared that was going to happen? What were your fears coming up around that? Even though I knew 
that it was the right thing to do to let it go. My fears were around the space of, oh, is this too soon? I mean, maybe I need a little bit more time. Maybe I can still manage it for a little while longer, just so I don't have to face that yet. The fear of disappointing people. From a larger perspective, not just for yesterday, but the larger perspective, um, the fear of money, lack of money. Mm -hmm. You know, my business has been massive, like a big significant part of our financial lives and stability over the past couple of years. And so uh, that was a very big decision. And obviously I made that, you know, this was a decision that me and my husband agreed upon and talked about and and have, you know, made plans for and transitioned into. Um, but that was, that was really terrifying. Like, oh my gosh, what, like the, this very profitable business all of a sudden is just like, it's been it's been lowering, like it's been like scaling down, scaling down over the past year and a half. But like, this means like, I'm officially saying no to people. Like I'm not, I'm closing that door. There's no such thing called, I'm going to just put out and see who wants to coach with me. Cause you know, I want to produce this amount of revenue. Like, no, I'm shutting that down. So the fear was, Oh, this is crap. This is like final. Mm. And, and it is, and it isn't. I mean, I, I mentally, I can understand that it's not, I literally could tell people, you know, in a month, like, just kidding, I'm coming back. And I look like an idiot, but I could, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was where most of the fear was, which is, am I, is this the right time? Like, is this too soon? Am I going to disappoint people? Uh, it, what about the money? And I do my best to not take that fear of money into my actions with the Women's Meditation Network because it hasn't been an equilibrium transition yet. I am making money with the Women's Meditation Network. That's awesome, but not to the scale that I mm-hmm. had been with Biz Women Rock. So, um, so yeah, I'm I'm scared I'm going to disappoint people. I'm scared that people are going to look at me and think I'm foolish. That really mm-hmm. smart business women are going to look at me and be like, "What is she doing? That is so stupid. Why didn't you do this, Katie? You should have done this. You should have that done that." That everyone gets to project their judgments on what I'm doing. In the end of the day, people don't care. People want to, and I proved this to myself as I showed up yesterday with all of those fears in mind and all I received, all of the messages I received, all of the personal messages, the foxers I got, the emails I got, the the comments on the videos, uh, it was all so supportive. Mm. It was like, I'm so grateful that you're following your heart. Like, um, I'm disappointed because I love the show, but wow, thank you. Like, I really appreciate you leading the way and doing this and showing me and maybe many people even were like, ah, man, this shows me that I, it gives me the okay. And the, the, the thumbs up that I can have my own journey and that can be okay. You know? So that was, that was pretty awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. And I bet a lot of the, your followers are going to follow you to the new place. You know, they'll, I hope they'll so. follow your new <laughs> social media and whatever yeah. comes out, you know? Um, oh, I forget. I should know this. Do you have a new podcast? Well, so it's the Women's Meditation Network. Right, so right, right, right. Um, womensmeditationnetwork.com. And yes, it's a podcast. Um, as a business model, it is the podcast is the first entity really of what I consider to be an entire publishing house. So that's how I see the Women's Meditation Network. So providing all sorts of resources under the space of meditation, any related resources that can help uh, women 
learn to meditate, be better meditators, use meditation as a tool to direct their lives. So um, I see it as a massive publishing house for that. Mm -hmm. And the, the podcast is really the first and right now the biggest way that I'm able to share the resources there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I would imagine a lot of those people, like I said, would follow you over. And so I think that's something that we, I know I was forgetting. I was thinking, oh gosh, if I start to change what I'm talking about, everyone's going to leave and I'm going to be starting from scratch. But like, that's not true a lot of the time because the people that are following us like a lot of the same things we do. So there's probably yeah. a big part of your audience that's also very interested in meditation. Yep. Um, so it just kind of allows, allows it to evolve. Yeah. Yeah. It was really sweet. The best one of the most endearing comments that I got from someone yesterday was a fellow podcaster. And, um, you know, I consider her a good friend. And she said, Katie, I will follow you anywhere. Anywhere you go is worth being. And I was like, oh, all the tears. Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it was really sweet. So it took you about, you said, like a year and a half to do this. To, from yeah. when you realized that something needed to change and it wasn't right until now. Um, yeah. So if you could go back and give yourself some advice... What would you tell yourself? I think to surrender a little bit easier than I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, to surrender into what flow was happening. This is just my natural state, so it's really hard. I don't want to make this wrong, but it, uh, this is something I'm constantly working on is that I can show up to something with the anxiety pushing my actions, like the anxiety and the fear pushing my actions. And so, oh my God, I need to get Women's Meditation Network up and running. It needs to be big. Oh my God. So I got to show up every day and I show up every day out of fear. I got to figure out how to do this out of fear because it has to be big because I've got this other thing here that I need to let go of, but I need that to transition easily. So like, um, I would just tell her to relax and to surrender into trusting. My mantra this entire time has been like, trust the transition, trust the transition, trust the transition. I went on a, um, uh, my good friend, Allison Melody with the Food Heals podcast had a vegan retreat of June of 2018. And so it was just a couple, it was probably like two months after we had found out we were pregnant. And I had known I was going to do the Women's Meditation Network by then. I hadn't launched it. it. Everything was so messy. And I went on this vegan retreat in Italy and it was beautiful and amazing. And I was there with 10 other incredible women. I was pregnant. We were drawing like angel cards every morning. And uh, no joke, every day while we were there, I got some version of trust the transition. Trust this transition. You're on the right path. It's okay. Even though you can't see, just keep walking. And that's what I would continue to tell myself back then. Like, just trust and surrender. Trust and surrender. And I think that's good advice to do just now going forward. Yeah. As you oh, move yeah. forward with it. Because I, I can totally relate to that feeling of doing stuff out of anxiety. Like, I just need to go faster. Like, faster is yes. a big thing for me. Why isn't it happening faster? Can I just do it faster? When I get to this goal, then, 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 then. But like, you get to that goal and then it's still not good enough, you know, and then you need to yes. keep going more. And so I think, like, what about enjoying the journey? Yeah. You know? I'm so glad you said <laughs> that. Amanda, it's so funny. Um, I didn't realize... I didn't realize until I put together that talk for She Podcast Live where I basically kind of told this story in the podcasting version of it. And um, I didn't I didn't realize until I was putting together that talk how much has actually happened and how much I've actually done over this time and how special and pretty damn awesome all of this stuff mm -hmm. is and how what a big deal it is that I've made these decisions and that 
you know, I've stepped bravely into this next phase. Um, I didn't realize that until that moment of stopping and looking back. And same thing with yesterday. And that's why I allowed my space for that, that emotional day, because I don't think I realized because, you know, I had made the decision. And so now, yes, it's on to get this done, get this done, get this done, start the finale, boom, 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 get this podcast out, make sure, you know, December 2nd's last episode is all good. Checklist, 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 do, 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 right? Mm -hmm. And when I was there yesterday, like it wasn't until that moment that I'm sitting there reflecting on what's been happening and the journey. And I'm like, holy cow, Katie, how much? Like, this is pretty awesome. And aside from ego, really being so proud of the woman that I have evolved into and become and transformed and really the woman I've shed, you know, mm -hmm. like the the things that I've done and the person I've become like are pretty big deal. And the same thing with you, like going through your transition mm -hmm. instead of just being like, I, I got to do, 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 keep moving, keep moving, like really stopping and having those moments of like, wow, mm -hmm. I'm pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and what yeah. I've done damn amazing yeah we've been working with this um so in my membership we do a lot around the seasons and working with the energy of the seasons and one of the things in autumn is like harvesting and feasting which for your business means stopping and doing just this celebrating how far you've come and all the great things that have come that you've all the, you know all gratitude for all these great things and here's the key even if you're not where you want to be yet so like, and you're never going to be there, exactly, by the way. <laughs> exactly. You're always going to have that like, oh, I'm not there yet. Like, you know, so it's like, exactly. are you allowed? Are you going to allow yourself to celebrate, to pause and celebrate all the great stuff you've done, even though you might not be exactly where you want to be yet? And I think that's huge. And that's what what you've said you've done. And I think um, we don't do that enough. And I think we can encourage each other to do that a bit and recognize each other's amazingness a bit more about that to like encourage us to pause and and do that. Because yeah, it is. I mean, this is, you. It, aside from just all the stuff that you have to do with creating and launching a new podcast and a website and like all the online stuff and da da da. I mean, that's work. The internal shift is like, you need to allow space for that because it's huge. It's exhausting. I mean, it's big. It's transformation. Really, really big. Yeah. Really big. <laughs> um, I'm curious um, if you can share. So you're in this season of your life, you said, where you've got like two little kids, right? Mm -hmm. So yep. how, what's working for you? Like, how are you <laughs> making this work for you in this season? How are you finding time to work, basically? Uh, it's a great question. So I'll explain how I found the time when I had one kid and now how that looks now. So when I had one kid, I had this beautiful cadence of working basically putting her in daycare for about, it was about three days a week. Sometimes it'd be a day more, sometimes it'd be a day less, but honestly, for probably about three and a half years, we did that. Um, and so that equaled probably about 30 hours a week, you know, maybe 35 if I like did extra stuff in the morning at night, but I had the regularity and this, this is just me knowing myself. That's how I work. Like I knew on Monday, Tuesdays, Thursday, she was, we called it school. She was in school. And so I could, I could, you know, have clients on that time. I could book, you know, podcast interviews during those times. And of course, you know, every once in a while she was sick or every once in a while the schedule would change and it's not a big deal. But for the most part, I was in a good cadence of that. Um, and that felt really good because I still wanted to have those other days with her that was 
just the two of us. And, you know, she and I could have those, those extra bonding times. And so, uh, that felt really good. And then Savannah came around and for the first three months, I let myself be on, I created my own maternity leave and that was great. And so there weren't any like expectations that I had of that I needed to see clients. I still had clients. Um, but you know, they, we had an agreement to, you know, I'll see you in a couple months and, um, or, you know, that we would do things via Voxer, which actually was wonderful. And then when I started coming out of that, um, the way I did it from February until July of this year was horribly (laughs) (laughs) and it didn't work, um, because I knew enough to know that I needed regular childcare and I just didn't have it. When Sedona, my oldest, was three months old, we put her in daycare and that felt really great. When Savannah, my youngest, turned three months old in March, I just didn't feel right to put her in daycare. And so what I tried to do is I tried to bring in babysitters. I tried to bring in nannies on certain days. Um, But there was always one single point of failure. So if somebody couldn't do it that day, like I was like, "Ah, crap, I was going into the interview process to do like a babysitting service where there was, you know, somebody coming no matter what. But um, I ended up putting her in June. I ended up putting her into the daycare we had Sedona in and it just wasn't right for her. She was there. She would cry when I left. She was crying when I when I would show up and it was torture. So I was like, okay, that doesn't work anymore. Um, So anyway, long story short, by July, she we I found an in-home daycare of this woman, Dina, who's an angel and amazing and basically like lives down the street and maybe, you know, a handful of of kids go there to see her randomly throughout the week. So it's amazing. So for me, how do I get it all done or how do I structure that? It is the first thing is reliable childcare so that I can guarantee that I have X amount of hours per week um, typically to, to work. And so right now that looks like uh, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday that I know like, okay, at least for, you know, six hours, each of those days, I have ch- reliable childcare and my older daughter, Sedona now goes to school. So that's it. And then in that time I am ridiculously almost to a T very anal about prioritization. I am incredibly big on what needs to get prioritized. I'm not nearly as organized as I have been about it in the past, but you know, the way it looks right now, it's like, okay, what are the priorities of this week? Um, and then literally on any day by day basis, like what do I need to get done today? What's the one thing I need to get Mm -hmm. done today, uh, to move the ball forward in the most meaningful way. And that takes a lot of practice dropping the ball on everything else. (laughs) Um, and that's taken a lot of practice for me over the years. Um, I've come to I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, but like, I'm not the person who feels like I need to get everything done. I have been really horrible at responding to emails for years now. Cause I'm like, well, okay. Like it, that just isn't, I'm not going to be that person with a zero inbox. That's not my top priority. Mm-hmm. So, um, so as it looks now, it's literally in the space of this transition, it is okay. What is the number one priority for the women's meditation network to grow that business intentionally? And it is number one, more listeners to the show so more and more women can be impacted and that drives everything else. So how do I do that? How can I get in front of more and more women to let them know about this tool? How can I get featured in publications? Like uh, that turns into the marketing plan um, and then that translates into how how my days are structured. I still am seeing a couple of clients and I'm contracted to see them through the end of February. So that goes in the schedule. Um, Obviously, you know, putting out the finale of the Biz Women Rock podcast is in the schedule. So, um, but literally I am, I am, I'm a beast when it comes to prioritization. (laughs) That's awesome. Thank 
you for sharing that. Um, okay, just for me, I've got this huge to-do list that has like a million yeah. things on it, right? But I never, <laughs> ever work off that to-do list because it's no, totally no. overwhelming. So I think I yep. do a similar thing where I say, okay, what are the maximum three things that I have yep. to get done today? And I write those on a separate piece of paper and that's what I do. I don't know. Yep. What do you do? How do you handle it? So this is changed and evolved over all of the years. What it looks like now is super basic. So there might maybe like once every couple of weeks, I kind of do a massive brain dump mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, what are all the things? Mm-hmm. And, and then I will just start putting the, okay, number one, number two, number three, like, what is that? And for me, it's like one thing a day. Like I have, mm-hmm. I don't have any expectations more than that because, um, that's just my life right now. So it's like, what is one thing today? And, um, and sometimes because I haven't gotten ahead of schedule, it's like, I have to get this meditation to my producer today. <laughs> like that has to get done today. And so sometimes it's more of like those bare bones, basic things, but uh, you know, with a more structured time now trying to get ahead of things, then it becomes like, okay, just what's the one thing today. And I do my best to try and like, so I have like an actual, you know, calendar book planner thing. Um, and I just, you know, so for today, I literally like wrote down like four or five things. And then it was just like, put a number one next to the number one thing I need to do. And boom, that's it. Knowing what my schedule is today, knowing I have a client later today, knowing I have an interview later today. So, Mm -hmm. um, I, I try to be really realistic with myself so I don't feel the overwhelm. Like, and by the way, if, if that means because, you know, I have three or four live things I need to show up for that I don't actually get anything quote unquote done today then that's okay. Like mm-hmm. no, I'm not going to put that one thing to do until tomorrow. So I'm, I've loosened up the reins on what I think I can get done because I have found that I'm, I will get more done if I'm really realistic about what I can get done and when, as long as they're the things that move the needle the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's an important point is that a lot of the stuff on our to-do list is like nice to have or stuff that we want to do, like mm-hmm. fix our website. That's, you know, like there's mm-hmm. all this stuff we want to do, but actually maybe showing up live, doing the podcast interview, that's yep. going to really move the needle because it gets you in front yes. of a new audience. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. Okay. Last question for you is social media. How are you thinking you're going to handle it in your new business and you're just your life in general without it, without you having to be there live all the time? Yeah. Uh, such a great question. Okay. So over the past year and a half, I have pretty much shown up to women's meditation network, social media, and well, and biz women and rock social media, very angry. Like who the hell has time to show up? <laughs> like, oh my God. So it, I should say with the women's meditation network, Instagram, cause that's right now really the main place that I am. Um, I have over 22,000 followers on there. I have an assistant who create the content plan for, and then she goes and executes because I have not been able to handle that mentally. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, I can't even, I can't even con- contemplate how I'm going to show up to create that content, let alone plan it out, all that stuff. So she takes care of that. She's been amazing. Um, and I also do know now that freeing up the mental space of biz women and rock I'm like excited to show up live for all of that social media. Now, I obviously don't feel like I want to, nor do I feel like I can right now say like, okay, like every day at one o'clock, I'm going to be able to do this because that's just not my life right now. But I feel like I have a lot more freedom and a lot more desire to actually show up um, more regularly um, and, and be there more quote unquote live, like actually do stories now because I haven't really been able to, to do a lot of stories and to pre-plan a lot of that stuff, mm-hmm. um, or to do it randomly throughout the day because, because so, 
Um, so a lot of that is is choosing very intentionally what platforms I want to show up and put my energy towards my my quote unquote live or you know in person energy towards and when and how I'm going to do that little by little. So uh, so there is that plan really for me to start taking over more and more of the content for Instagram and for um, and for Facebook and actually getting onto some of those other platforms where I see traffic coming from on my website. So I want to make sure that I'm there. But different than how I showed up to Biz Women Rock in the early years, I don't I don't want to be everywhere. Like I, I thoroughly know myself well enough to know that I can't be everywhere right now and feel like like I have to conserve my energy. That sounds really weird, but it's just like mm-hmm. I, I know that I can only give so much in these particular ways, in these particular f- platforms. Mm-hmm. And then I'll grow into the next phases of whatever those feel like. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thank you so much. That's such, I don't know, social media. I've been asking everybody because it's just... Oh, it can just be a, it's like I love it. I hate it. It can be this huge time <laughs> suck. It can be this amazing, yeah. powerful place for communities and connection. It's like just it's all the good and the bad. And so I'm just yeah. curious how people are dealing with it. I would just encourage anyone who feels that way, too. And um, I guess this is just an attitude that I have with it is that you, like, you, you know, you're not committed to have to do anything. So mm-hmm. like if you want to change what you're doing and how intensely you're doing it now and it feels like it's too much, like you can always pare back and you're not going to lose momentum. Like anytime that you choose to do what you know is best for you so that you can serve better and show up better, like that's even if that's paring down, like that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Like those are all really good things. So you can always change. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you. That's really good advice. So Katie, oh, it's just been so great. I thank you so much for you know, sharing your story so openly and honestly. Um, tell people where they can find you and and yeah. get your awesome meditations. Thank you so much for having me here. It's been such an honor. Um, if you want more guided meditations, you can go to womensmeditationnetwork.com. Uh, if you're relatively new to meditation or you really want to kind of kickstart your own regular routine again, I have a freebie there, you know, five simple steps to start your regular meditation practice. Um, there's a seven-day challenge in there. There's sleep bundle in there. There's a ton of really good resources in addition to the weekly free podcast that you can subscribe to and and um, and get access to. So there's specifically obviously made for women and just very approachable, very real. Um, and I sincerely hope that you you enjoy them. Thank you so much, Katie. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Amanda, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Wellpreneur podcast. As always, you can get all the links in the show notes at wellpreneur.com. I hope this episode was really thought-provoking and got you thinking about what changes you might like to make in your life and your work to bring more freedom and alignment into your life and business. I'll leave it there for now, but happy to continue the discussions in our Wellpreneur community group on Facebook. And until then, I will see you back here next week in the next episode. Mm